0: Welcome back, friend. I am so glad that you're here. In this episode, I have another amazing guest for you to learn from. And I've got to be honest, I totally had a huge fangirl moment when she agreed to the interview and also the whole time we were talking. This lady is so smart and I love popping her podcast into my earbuds. I won't leave you in suspense any longer. Today, I'm chatting with Jessica Rasdell. Jessica Rasdell is a motivational speaker, best-selling author, public speaking strategist, and the host of the Speak to Skill podcast, which is so good. She partners with small business owners to craft stories and presentations that connect with their audience and convert from the stage. Jessica has shared her story of turning her mess into a message for over 14 years and has been featured on major international media outlets such as ABC's 2020, Katie Couric, The Guardian, MTV, Netflix, and much more. When Jessica was a freshman in college, she made a life-altering decision that resulted in the death of her best friend. In an effort to raise awareness, cope with her guilt, and keep her friend's memory alive, she began sharing her story. Jessica spoke to over 15,000 young adults across the country before she was sentenced to prison. By rewriting their stories, her clients are transforming what were once considered limitations into some of their greatest business assets. In this episode, Jessica graciously shares her story with us, and we also chat about how you can turn your limitations into your greatest business assets through storytelling. Oh, and she's got a killer freebie for y'all. So let's go ahead and dive in. You're listening to the Chasing Simple podcast, episode number 3. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? how can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, time management coach, online educator, and crazy cat mama. Really quick, before we dive into the amazing content in this episode, I have to tell you about this. I've teamed up with five amazing entrepreneurs to create the Ultimate Biz Bundle giveaway. If you're listening to this episode during launch week, which is May 4th through 9th, 2020, then you're going to want to head to the show notes and make sure that you enter to win. One lucky winner will receive a seat in Alana Dawson's Podcasting Marty podcast course, Megan Taylor's happy hand-lettering book, and online classes. Timeless mobile editing presets from Mandy Walls, a virtual training from Jessica Razzle on how to deliver a virtual presentation, Kelly Lowerman's Maximize Your Message Content Repurposing Cheat Sheet, and two one-hour time management coaching sessions from me. Start or improve your podcast, create a cohesive look for your Insta feed, learn how to speak virtually, learn how to repurpose what you've already created, take back your time, and gain a creative outlet with this amazing bundle. In total, valued at over $500. Just head over to the show notes or go to amandawarfield.com forward slash giveaway to enter to win. Oh, and just a little hint, you can enter daily for more chances to win from May 4th through May 9th, 2020. So, one more time, that link is amandawarfield.com forward slash giveaway. And now, back to the episode. Okay, Jessica, why don't you go ahead and just
1: jump right in and tell us a little bit
0: about yourself and what it is that you do.
1: Oh, first off, thank you so much for having me. I'm Jessica Rasdell. I'm a public speaking strategist for entrepreneurs. So I help small business owners craft stories and presentations that really help them grow and scale their business through public speaking. I firmly believe that it is like the fastest way to increase your authority, make an impact for your audience, do work that feels really good, but also be able to make it work with your business to grow your bottom line.
0: Yeah, I love that. And not only is it a great way to build authority, but it's just so nice to actually connect with your audience and other business owners too, and just have that relational piece in there, I think.
1: Absolutely. And you know, I also have a podcast just like you. And I think we also, as we get into this episode, I want to make sure we kind of set the tone that speaking is more than just some big stage in front of thousands of people that podcasting live streams webinars jumping into people's communities all of that is speaking so don't hear the word speaking and freak out and feel like it's not for you it's just the way that you show up and share a message with your audience that's going to impact their life or business for the better I love that. And I would have never even thought to
0: clarify that, which is why you're the expert here. <laughs> also, for all of the listeners, Jessica's podcast, the Speak to Sale podcast, is one of my favorites. I am very intentional about curating who I'm learning from and what, how often I'm learning and all of that stuff. I have very few people that I consider mentors, and Jessica's one of them because of her amazing podcast. So definitely go check it out, and I'll link to that in the show notes.
1: Well, I love that. I'm just going to take a second to like, tell you that's amazing and one thank you but that's super smart we like the people get frustrated in business especially when they're starting of there, they grab like little nuggets from everybody and think if we just piece all these little parts together that things will work and then we get frustrated when they don't but you're going to see such better results if you select three mentors that you really align with their values And you write it out because what they're teaching you is not piecemealed. It's a long game and you have to stick with them long enough to see the results on what they're teaching. So I love that you're selective about who you're learning from and and I'm just super grateful that it's me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, all like all the praise hands to that. I, that was one of my biggest struggles when I started my business. And don't worry, guys, there will be a whole episode on that. (laughs) It's, Curating who I'm listening to and who I'm allowing to speak to me about my business has been pivotal, I think, in not feeling so overwhelmed by all of the education that's out there because there's so much great education out there, but it's, you can't do all of it and you can't grow in all the areas at once. And it's just so important to really pare down who you're listening to. And it doesn't have to be the same three people forever, but for whatever season of business you're in, you need to be really intentional about that. So that's kind of a side tangent, but super important. (laughs) (laughs) So Jessica, you have a really unconventional story as far as how your business got started. Would you just kind of back us up and tell us why and how it was that you started with public speaking?
1: Yeah. I think when you hear the word public speaking strategist, you're like, oh, she likes the spotlight. Like she wants to be on these stages. And I do not at all. I am a big time introvert. INFJ to the core. Actually, I teeter on the T and F a little more analytical, but I would be happy to stay right here in my home in my sweatpants every single day and never be on a stage or touch a microphone. But sometimes the plans that we have are not the plans that were made for us. And when I was a freshman in college, I had all the hopes and dreams for my future. And I was a business scholarship student. I knew that I was just wasn't exactly sure what I was going to do, but you know, certain I would do something awesome and have this big corporate job where I'd sit in an office for a million years until I retired, because that's just what you did. But on one Friday night, I threw that all away when my best friend who I had known since I was five years old and I, we went out together and we made some really poor choices and five minutes from home, five minutes from her dorm room, less than a mile from where we were going, there was an accident. And Laura was killed on impact in the passenger seat of my car. And I was inches from my own death. You know, in a moment, a matter of minutes, I went from worrying about midterms and what I was majoring in and where I would live out this magical career I was thinking of to how am I going to make it through this? How am I going to make it through this without her? How can I wash this blood off of my hands? And what, what happens now? Like all of this felt unreal to say the least. Like I could not wrap my mind around any of it. None of it felt real. And I mean, I was only 18 years old. At that point, death doesn't even feel real, let alone causing the death of somebody else. And I, you know, it's people say things like, oh, I could have never done this. I could have never done that. I, you have no idea what you're capable of until you are toe to toe with adversity. And for me, in that moment, I didn't know what to do, but I just could not stomach the fact that I made it out of the car and she didn't, couldn't, like I could not deal with it. It was eating me alive. I just finished high school just a few months earlier and prom was coming up for the next class. I know what happens at prom and I could just, something in my gut was telling me, you need to go talk to these kids. Like you need to tell them about what you guys did. You need to tell them about the decisions that you made. You need to prevent this from happening to somebody else. And I went to a small private school. I remember the pre-prom assembly. I remember the, what you could wear and how far apart you need to dance and all of these ridiculous things, but I knew they needed a different message. So I came and I spoke and I realized very quickly the power of speaking and what it could do because that year, nothing happened. No kids got in trouble. My family and I received so many phone calls from parents and it just opened my eyes to the reality that if I could just put aside all of my own hesitations and fears and concerns and insecurities and show up and serve these kids and tell them what they needed and deliver a clear message that I had the power to save somebody's life, that I had the power to keep Laura's memory alive, that I had the power to do some sort of good out of something so, so terrible. And it all started from that, from one presentation and a high school auditorium that was so bad. It was so bad, but it worked. It did exactly what it was supposed to do. And I took that one talk and turned it into hundreds of talks all around the country speaking to over 15,000 kids in 2 years before i finally said all right please sentence me like i need to pay for this crime and i spent the 4 years that i should have spent in college in prison but that could have been 15 so it's it's not the traditional way people would fall into public speaking but for me It showed me very quickly how powerful it is. And because of that, I'm so, so, so passionate about making sure people are using it to its full capacity, to make sure that they're doing it for the right reasons, to make sure that they are actually serving their audience from the stage, because it is a tool that you can use to make an impact.
0: Wow, speaking of powerful, I mean, I've heard your story before and I'm over here tearing up. Like <laughs> it's wow, you are such an inspiration and also partly probably gets to me because my baby sister is a freshman in college right now, although she's not at college thanks to COVID nineteen at this moment. But you are just such an inspiration in the way that you just immediately jump into using your story to help serve other people. And then you go to prison and then you turn around after prison and now you're using this, this platform that you've built to even further that message and to not only further the message of making smarter decisions, but also of serving with intention and serving with a really strong purpose. I just...
1: Well, I'm editing out a whole lot of ugly stuff of that story, but that's the power of speaking is you get to <laughs> choose what you share and don't share. But you please remember that this is a journey that's happened over 14 years. Like this did not happen overnight. This is something that I have built, been building brick by brick for years to get to where I am. And when I first started speaking, when before I gave that first talk, I was in therapy, you know, I was doing all the things you're supposed to do. Don't just go start talking when something traumatic happens. I highly do not recommend what I did, but (laughs) I was, I was so frustrated. I was so frustrated because you go through these different levels of grief and everybody deals with things differently. You have no idea how you're going to deal with something until you're there. And I just remember like being so frustrated with my therapist (laughs) and telling her like, I'm tired of talking about it like, this isn't helping me. I need to do something. Like I needed to, to physically feel like I was doing something. And that's where it all came from. I needed to see that I was somehow making it right. I needed to be proactive. I didn't like talk is cheap type of thing (laughs) for me. Hey there,
0: I'm popping in really quick to ask for your help. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a rating and review for the Chasing Simple podcast? See, ratings and reviews are really important in the life of a podcast because it tells your podcast player that people are listening to and enjoying this show, which means that this show will get put in front of a wider audience. Not only that, but I love to read the encouraging words from listeners, especially on those hard days of entrepreneurship. If you felt encouraged by this show, I would love to hear about it. So, Please go leave a rating and review if you haven't already. It would really mean the world to me.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you go to prison for four years. After you got out, what did that look like for you as far as public speaking?
1: When I first came home, I didn't want to talk about it anymore because leading up to it, I did all that speaking you heard about prior to being sentenced. So I was going around the country sharing my story and at the time there was a DUI manslaughter charge of 10 and a half to fifteen years in prison sitting on the table. But I was going around telling people exactly what I did, which is like not exactly what your attorney would recommend. Right. But for me, I didn't care. Like this was my way of dealing with it and my way of doing something good. So I was doing all of that and at the t- same time it was drawing a lot of media attention, which again is not good when you have an open case, but It was allowing more people to hear this story. And I had just become the girl in the accident. I didn't even know who Jessica was anymore. So after I had served my sentence and I came home to start over, like people still wanted me to talk about it. And at first, I didn't want to because I had felt like I was before I was speaking from the girl waiting to go to prison. And now I was the woman who had made it out the other side. And I didn't know how to talk about that. I didn't know if I even wanted to talk about it, but I started trying to just like get a job and start doing things. And um, I had a whole lot of restitution to pay and probation to be on. Like I had all of these things that I was dealing with aside from like living a normal life again, it was very strange. So, but there was a part of me that just couldn't not talk about it. It was the way that I had dealt with it, but I needed to tell a new story. I needed to rewrite this. I needed to tell it from a fresh perspective because I had told the same story for too long. And that wasn't the same story I wanted to tell anymore. And so I sat down and I rewrote it and I started sharing a different message. I started showing people how you can make it through these unthinkable things rather than just the decision that had been made that night. And in that, I have always had this entrepreneurial spirit and I faced a lot of slam doors when I first came home. That's like, oh, another story. <laughs> but there are a lot of slam doors when you come home from something like that. And going back to school was not an option. Um, it's student code of conduct. I violated it by getting a felony. And I didn't know what to do. I'm like, who's gonna hire me? Who's gonna give me a job? Who's you know, none of this stuff made sense. All of the plans I had before just no longer added up. They were not going to be possible. And I decided to get coaching certification. I wanted to know how to help people, but I knew I didn't want to be a therapist. And to be completely honest, it was for my own feeling of I looked really bad on paper, like really bad. I was a convicted felon. I couldn't vote. I couldn't drive. I couldn't like, there were just all the things on paper were bad. I wanted something good. I wanted like a piece of paper to say I wasn't a bad person. I didn't need that. But in the moment, I felt like I did. So I got my coaching certification. I started learning about how to work with other people and help them through things. And this is where I discovered the whole entrepreneurial space. And I started to realize that entrepreneurs were really good at the work they did, but they were really bad at sharing their stories. Like (laughs) They were really bad at this. And We, you know, in this space where we're supposed to show up online and be this personal brand and connect with people, we either weren't sharing at all or we were sharing way too much. And if there was one thing that I had gotten really good at in all of these years, it was being able to share my story in a way that could get a clear message through, but still protect my heart. And I started to shift that coaching into helping entrepreneurs share their stories and make these connections which eventually led to me helping them share those messages from stages and be able to use speaking in their platform to grow their business.
0: I love this. I love this so much. Okay. So let's talk about sharing your story. How would you... If you could advise a business owner on how do you share your story? Where do they start? What are Maybe what's a, a foundational piece or things that they need to be aware of? Where, where should they begin with starting to share their story?
1: Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're sharing your story on your website and a social post and a presentation. It doesn't matter where it is. The first thing you got to do is figure out what story you're going to share because most of us immediately gravitate towards, well, Jessica's talking about sharing a story. So it's got to be something equally dramatic as hers. And that is not what I'm saying. If I didn't have to tell you my story, I wouldn't, but there's no way for you to understand how much I care about speaking, how important it is, how much I believe in the power of it for you. If I didn't tell you what speaking has done for me, Mm -hmm. that story is important because of what I'm talking about. So for you, the most dramatic thing you've ever experienced in your life may not be the story you're supposed to be sharing, So I want you to start to think about what is the message, not the story, but what is the message that I want to say to my audience? So that means first, you got to figure out who it is that you're talking to. Who's the audience that you're going to share this with? So whether that's you're going to make an Instagram post, who is that you're speaking to? Who are the people there that are listening? If you're speaking on stage or on a podcast, who are going to be those listeners? What do they need from you? that you are equipped to give them. And then from there, you can decide what's the thing I wanna say to them. Do I want them to know that speaking is a powerful vehicle to scale their business? Do I want them to know that they're capable of more than they realize? Do I want them to know that SEO is important? You know, Whatever your thing is, figure out first what the message is. What do they need from you? What do you need to tell them? Then from that message, we decide what story can I share? That is going to bring this message home, that's going to support the message, that's going to really build a case around it. Because otherwise, we just have this slippery slope of sharing things and talking at people rather than trying to give them some make a difference in their life and really deliver a transformation. So most of the time we skip that beginning work and jump right to the story. But I don't play that game. We've got to back up and figure out first who our audience is and then what they need from you. I love that. And I know
0: that figuring out who your audience is is a big part of the three tiers that you teach as far as public speaking. Uh, Again, everybody go check out the Speak to Scale podcast. (laughs) Even if you're not someone who wants to do speaking on the stage, I just can't get enough of it. So here's a question I have about sharing your story. When you're switching back and forth between different audiences, like when you're preparing content for Instagram and then you're preparing content for a podcast and then you're preparing content to be interviewed on someone else's podcast, how do you switch back and forth between figuring out the story really easily?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, first off, I'm going to assume that if you are concerned about this, you're a business owner. And if you're a business owner, there are ways that money is coming into your business. So, I know it's tempting to want to talk about anything and everything all the time, but the reality is you've got to be talking about things that point back to your offers. And the reason for this is not just to make money and grow your business and all of that. Yes, it's wonderful. Like lights must stay on, mortgages must be paid, all of this, but you've got to think about the long-term experience for your client or your customer. So this is not a one-and-done post. It's not a one-and-done podcast. We don't think about things in these individual silos. We need to think about the long-term journey. So if I'm giving a talk from the stage, or if I'm on a podcast like this, and I'm telling you how important speaking is, and then when it's over, I don't have somewhere that you can go to start taking action on this. I don't have a resource, a tool, or a service to help you implement it. I halt your transformation. I'm now like setting you up to like be all excited about something and then be like, "Oh yeah, go figure it out yourself." That's not doing a good job of serving your audience. So if you start talking about all kinds of things that don't have anything to do with the service or product you're providing for your audience, you run that risk of kind of hanging people out on this ledge without a safety net. So I highly highly encourage you to start to think about what are My, what are all the ways revenue comes into my business? What are the things I can be talking about that directly point to these so that I'm creating a clear path that my audience can walk down from here's how I introduce you to the topic, here's like something you can take action on. Oh, guess what? That's a great segue into my service. And I'm not saying you have to have this super complicated funnel. I don't do that. I'm just saying to think through the steps your audience is going to need to take after they hear your story. After they get that teaching point, if they're gonna go take action on this, what do they need? So, right now, if you're like, oh, hey, I definitely need to be sharing my story. I don't know how, guess what? I got a workbook for you. Like, you know, like, I got that. I'm gonna give that to you today, right? Like, I know that I'm not gonna just open your mind up to some new concept and not give you a way to apply it because when you take action, you can have a transformation. And I want you to have a transformation. Like I want to leave every person, every listener, every reader better than I found them. And that's just me being selfish because that's how I keep going on things. But I want to know that they're better than I found them. And I can't leave them like that if I don't help them take action.
0: I love that. And I love that you're putting the responsibility to follow through with what you're talking about on The
1: Business Owner. Oh, my gosh. So good. So very good. Well, because if you don't have something in place, then it might not have been a topic you should have been talking about. And not to say that, like, you can't have conversations, you can't make social posts, but, that I mean, that could be a warning sign that, like, you're veering off. And if we can help stay on that path, your content's going to be better. Everything is better when we just hone in. Yes.
0: Simplify. That is is what I'm all about. Simplify what you're doing and working on so that it all is cohesive and makes sense. I love it. Okay. So Jessica, if you could give the listeners just one action step to
1: take this week to help improve their stories in their business, what would it be? To write it. Simple as that. I'm going to tell you to write your story because it's... The first time you tell your story, I would prefer... It not be on a stage in front of hundreds of high school seniors. It's probably not the best place to tell your story the first time. If you can sit down and write it, then you get to control the words. You can erase things. You can delete things. You can edit it. You can, you know, go through it and be like, mm, too much or not enough or that didn't come out the way I was thinking. You have the opportunity to give it to somebody else to get feedback before. You hit record, you hit send, publish, submit, whatever it is, it, it creates the safety net for you. So you can build confidence around the story before you start sharing it. So um, I do have a workbook. You can go to the public speaking forward slash story and it's mad lib style. So it will help, it, you'll plug and play your story. So follow the instructions, so don't break the rules because it's way more fun if you follow the instructions. But it's going to ask you a few questions. You just fill in the blanks and start writing your stories, and then it will give you the transition words at the end to kind of piece it all together and be able to edit it. But if you do that first, if you grab the workbook, if you write the story, then you have the chance to edit it, to get some eyes on it, to feel comfortable with it before you start sharing it. Write it before you share it.
0: I love that. And it's so simple. And yet I bet so many of us don't do it or would not do that without being told.
1: (laughs) Okay, Jessica. So So once you write it, like that's the best part. Once you write it, now you're like, I have this thing that I did and I need to share it. Mm
0: -hmm. But if you
1: don't write it, then if I tell you to go share it, you're not going to share it because you're going to be like, oh my goodness, I don't know what to say. So figure if I just help you write it, then you will in turn share it. Yeah, absolutely. It helps simplify the
0: overwhelm too. I love that. Okay. So I end every episode with a book recommendation and I like to give it to my guests when I have guests on. What is one book that you would recommend to everyone? Okay. So
1: can I give you two? Yeah, absolutely. I put my whole story in a book and you can read my story. It's Shattered, Lessons in Survival and and Strength. I should know the name of my own book. (laughs) Um, But... (laughs) One of the hardest pieces in that is when you're sharing your own story is we want to include all the things we want to like explain ourselves and justify this and that and combing that down and always staying centered on what's the message my audience needs is really hard, especially when you write a book. So if I combed and edited and cleaned, um, but my whole story is in there, but if you are somebody who wants to write your story, I'm obsessed. It's a new book. It's called Stories That Stick by Kendra Hall. And it's so good. If since we're talking about story, I feel like I have to share a story book with you. <laughs> I love that. I love themes. <laughs> but it's that's if you like want to tell stories that are going to influence your audience, that are gonna make your talks better, that are going to captivate people and drive them to take action. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I actually haven't heard of that. So I'll have to check that mm, out. It's really good.
0: It's boys really would stick. Perfect. And I will link to both of those in the show notes, guys. And yeah, Jessica, where can everyone find you? Because they're going to want to stick around after this.
1: <laughs> well, definitely you want to listen to the Speak to Scale podcast because that's where I'm just going to dish out and teach you all the things. But also you can hang out over on Instagram at Jessica Razzle. And if you're somebody who really does want to speak and you're ready to take action, you can find our whole hub for everything at the publicspeakingstrategist.com or the Speaking Strategy Academy, which is our online membership community.
0: Perfect. All right, everyone, go write your story. Head over to the publicspeakingstrategist.com slash story to grab that workbook and be sure to head to the show notes and check out all of our content, everything, because really, I mean, I just keep learning and learning. All of her stuff is so good. So go check her out. And Jessica, I really, really appreciate you coming on here. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode's show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you loved most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.